0: Hello there, I'm Kate Wheeler, and you are listening to What She Said, brought to you tonight by TD Wealth. Christine is enjoying a well-deserved weekend off, but she is definitely here in spirit, and as a dedicated Real Housewives of Toronto fan, she is loving that we are joined tonight by Cara Alloway, this season's villainess. But does Cara think that's a fair label, and would she be up for a second season? We're going to ask her. Now, I was under the weather last weekend, still, you can still hear it a little bit. I also alternated between binge-watching Game of Thrones and Housewives. Not sure which one is more Machiavellian, but I got to tell you, there was plenty of fire coming out of dragon's nostrils in both shows. Well, after that, we're going to lighten things up a little more with comedy writer Lauren Weiss. In fact, she may be steaming things up in studio, and I don't actually think this room could get any more steamy, literally. Uh, We have air conditioning problems in here. But she is going to tell us about her first fiction novel called Swap Club. Now, it's about a woman's sexual awakening as she and her husband join a swingers club in Montreal. Now, Lauren insists it's not based on experience, but listen to this. The book just came out and it's already being optioned as a movie by E1. Speaking of movies, we are talking Wonder Woman and this week's releases at home and in theaters with film critic Ann Brody. Baywatch bombed last weekend with Pirates of the Caribbean taking top spot, but did you see the video of Johnny Depp surprising riders on the Pirates ride at Disney World? Those animatronics are already looking just too real we are very jealous here at what she said at how much time lifestyle expert lena almeida gets to spend in the happiest place on earth she's back from what looked on facebook to be another fabulous trip and this time she was there for the grand opening of the world of avatar and she's going to tell us all about that Have you ever wanted to reconnect with loved ones who have passed away? Spiritual medium Helen Peacock is here to tell us about her gift, which reunites family in the spiritual world. She's hosting an event next weekend, and she's going to give us an example of what to expect. And in tonight's live studio sessions, we're joined by Canadian crooner Robert Ball. We had him on the show last year. He's been traveling the world, writing, recording and performing since then, and he's here to perform the first single off his new EP. Don't forget to check out our website for the latest blogs, videos, and contests. Our friends at Boomer Nutrition are giving What She Said listeners 25% off their energy protein powder. You can go to myboomernutrition.com, hit the jewel logo, logo on the where to buy page. So grab a snack, sit back, relax. Real Housewives of Toronto's Cara Alloway is up after the break right here on What She Said.
1: I couldn't believe you sat at the table. Them's my panties. Who took their panties off at my dinner party? Unless dolphins ate my brain, I'm not sure why I would gossip to Stephanie Harris. Come after me and flames will shoot out
0: of my nostrils. Well, she is the real housewife of Toronto everyone loves to hate, but we just love her. Please welcome Cara Alloway to What She Said. How are you? I'm great. Thank
1: you for having me, Kate.
0: So how do you like being the woman everyone loves to hate?
1: Well, (laughs) you know what? Here's what I say. I say, first of all, am I the villain or, or am I the protagonist? I'm not sure which category you put me in, but if I am the villain... I hark back to Mean Girls.
0: Who do you remember from Mean Girls? Regina George.
1: Uh-huh. Oh yeah, that's right. Caddy was another character too, but
0: everyone remembers Regina George. So Yeah, and, and who would you have rather been? Scarlett O'Hara or, or, or Melanie, right? A hundred percent. Exactly. So, But I've looked at some of the haters' comments about you and your family on social media. Yes, How are you all coping with that?
1: You know what? Here's the thing. It's really funny, actually. Leanne Lockin, who is one of the Real Housewives of Dallas, reached out to me, and she and I have developed a friendship. And and originally, what I was doing is I was having my publicists delete them. I said, you know, I don't want that kind of negativity up there. And if they get really bad, I do delete them, because I don't want profanity or any attacks on my children up there. But what she said is, Kara, 99% of the time, if you respond to the haters with a positive voice, it takes them right down. Failing that, then I will also also sometimes I'll choose the silent approach because hate needs soil to grow. Right. So it's really interesting. I was at a fundraiser for a charity that I'm really passionate about, kids, cops and computers. Mm-hmm. And interestingly enough, the children and their teachers were there and they were asking me about that. And I said, how do you overcome hate? Overcome hate with positivity.
0: Overcome don't give hate soil to grow in. Absolutely. Now, a National Post article came out this week saying, and I quote, Alloway exposing fellow housewife Joan Kelly Walker's apparent panty indiscretion was a classic power play. But the real power play by Alloway wasn't to usurp Walker, it was to gain social and economic power by being the most entertaining and talked about housewife of the season. And the art of gossip proves knowledge is power. What do you think of that?
1: Well, I always believe that knowledge is power. I always believe education is power. I think that gossip is for idle minds. I think that there's a difference between having a voice and calling out behavior that you say is unacceptable. I'm mm-hmm. not I I am not a gossip. I have way too much going on in my life to have time to be a gossip. Right. But I I do have a voice and I think in having a voice, it's really interesting. I was reading a book recently about lying and they said mm-hmm. that people lie to you anywhere from 10 to 200 times a day, whether it's in advertisement, whether it's the government, whether it's friends. And there's something that erodes our social fabric when we lie to people because it's easier to sort of, you know, fudge things and mm-hmm. push them aside and whatnot. I call people on their behavior. I, I say what I feel and it gets me in trouble sometimes. but. It is who I am.
0: Yes, my children say I have no filter. Yes. So, exactly. <laughs> so they would they would relate to that. Now the article also said that in the aftermath of this season, it seems one of the power couples is experiencing marital strife over the wife's newfound prominence. Do you know who that is?
1: I don't, and I can't tell you how many phone calls I've received about that saying, "Who is it?" I really I don't. I haven't had a lot of communication with um, my fellow castmates since we stopped filming. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really in touch with what's going on. But I haven't heard any rumblings of that. And I don't know about that. I I don't know where that came from.
0: And they still haven't confirmed whether a second season is, is, is going?
1: No, that hasn't been confirmed yet.
0: If it does, are you in?
1: I'm up for anything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, so when... When did you realize that you were being labeled the, the villain? And was it because the rest of the women you know, weren't talking about you? or Because it seemed like they either weren't talking about you or they were talking about not talking about you. Right,
1: exactly. Well, I realized that there was definitely something wrong the episode where we had the lunch at Patria, at the restaurant.
0: Oh, the money on the table. Right.
1: When I came back and I saw the money on the table and it just caught my eye and I, I can remember saying why is there money on the table? And it was, I had one of those high school cafeteria moments where I looked oh, around God. and everybody was laughing, going, ha, 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 Well, we bet against you. And I just sort of thought, wow. And then that's when I came up with my don't bet against Kara Alloway. Yeah, yep, absolutely
0: <laughs> not. Now, you mentioned that you were friends with some Real Housewives from other franchises, your former roommate, right? Yes. Yeah. So what advice did They give you before filming. Any?
1: Well, here's the thing. No. So Kyle Richards, Kyle Umansky from The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, we lived together over 20 years ago. And unfortunately, when we were filming, she was also doing Celebrity Apprentice. So Kyle didn't have a lot of time for me. So post-filming, I was able to catch up with her. And she said, oh, wow, Kara, (laughs) you were the lightning rod. (laughs) She said, we also call that the dummy in technical terms. And I said, really? And she said, there's one every episode. And she said, but I hope you took it and owned it and mm-hmm. used it. And I said, absolutely. I use this as a platform for a lot of things that, you know, like I said, a lot of people don't like to hear the hard truth and whatnot. But, you know, there is something to be said for what happens. What are what are the after effects when you do drink to incredible excesses? What, mm-hmm. How do you be accountable for your behavior? Things like that. Also, um, you know, if I was used as a lightning rod for... The fat shaming, and I did not fat shame anybody, but that's not, the edit isn't for me to discuss. But if I was the lightning rod for that, to bring attention to that, great. Absolutely, because it isn't acceptable. It shouldn't happen. It shouldn't go on. So
0: I'm okay. So now let's talk a little about some of the charity work you're involved in. You mentioned kids, cops, and computers. Yes. And you're currently working on a fundraiser for you for Change, what's that? Youth for Change is a program
1: for at-risk inner city youth who have finished high school but might not be eligible for a university education Mm -hmm. because of finances or any other reasons. So it's a mentorship program in the areas of DJing, film, photography and fashion design. And it's incredible to see. Oh, it's great. It's incredible to see these kids. There was this one girl who makes these scarves and she's taken pictures of some iconic Toronto buildings Mm -hmm. and put the prints onto scarves. And they're amazing. So what they come up with, the creativity there, all of that, it's incredible. And I just, it's a charity. It's my pet charity.
0: And you're probably getting some good samples from that Great samples. To, to
1: be I <laughs> headed the
0: pack. Now, you're working on a few projects uh, south of the border, producing a reality show, pitching a script for a feel-good movie, and also writing a book about female relationships. Sounds like you're going to have a busy summer.
1: I'm going to have a very busy summer. I don't know how I'm going to do it all, but it's okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, can you tell us anything about the the reality show that you're doing down there?
1: I can't say too much about it except that and I'm not trying to be, you know, one of these clandestine Point. people now. It's an area that I'm very passionate about, and Mm -hmm. it's something that's not represented on television at this time. But it is going to be a very positive with organic conflict, and it's going to be fun, and stay tuned.
0: So what about the book about female relationships? Are you going to be basing it on... The housewives experience? Some of it. What I find is interesting is people aren't really quick to speak about
1: female relationships and breakups in female relationships and whatnot. It's kind of like the ugly stepsister of male-female relationships mm-hmm. or interpersonal relationships. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a lot to be said there. And yeah, I did get a lot of material from the show. Come
0: on. A hot <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. You, you would. So what? let's do best and worst. What was the best part? Of the whole show.
1: The best part was the scenes I got to film with my mom, the scenes Mm -hmm. I filmed with my husband. Everybody loves my husband. I said to him, What is this? You come off the good guy. You're the voice of reason in all this. His famous line was right near the beginning of the show, and I think it was the first episode, Does any of this really matter? And I said, Oh, that's so Graham Alloway. That's so he is he is the voice of reason to me.
0: But he also had a very nice moment with dagger in or dagger out. You
1: caught that. He's really subtle in how he gets his messages across. Yeah.
0: no, no, no he is. And, and so that was the best part. The worst part? The worst part is nobody likes
1: to feel alienated. Nobody likes to feel like they're the, the nerd in high school that's left out. Nobody likes to feel that. And, and nobody likes to feel bad. You know, we, we don't want to feel bad about ourselves. And that, that wasn't fun. I, in all honesty, it wasn't fun being in that position.
0: Did you actually form any genuine friendships during that whole time? Look at the smile. Uh, That's such a polite smile. (laughs) Um, If you could see it, and you will, because it'll be up on our social media, I will take that as a no. (laughs) No. Well, you know, thank you so much for joining us. You'll have to come back again. We absolutely hope to see a season two with you in it. And hopefully your party guests don't leave their panties behind this time around. Here's hoping.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for having me.
0: This is what she said. Stay with us.
2: In the middle of the night, I go walking in my sleep through the valley of fear.
0: Comedy writer Lauren Wise's new novel Swap Club follows one woman's sexual awakening as she and her husband join a clandestine Montreal swingers club. Sounds like fun. And Lauren joins us now in studio. Welcome to What She Said.
3: Hi, how are you doing?
0: I'm great. Now, this is your first fiction novel. You made it very clear in the prologue, or should I say disclaimer, that all of this is made up. So how did you come up with the story?
3: I, it it was over a course of three years that I had heard rumors in my area where I live about people that were swinging and swapping. And I always thought to myself, I remember my mother telling me about this going on also in the 70s when she was Key dating. parties. Key parties, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I always felt like there was a story there, but it never kind of came into fruition until much later and I I was like oh what if there was a club and there was a membership fee and I kind of created this whole world around the idea which was a exclusive club
0: for married couples. Now, it's written in the first person, and our main character, Valerie Matthews, goes through um, a midlife turning point with a desire to spice up her life. It's pretty Fifty Shades, but it's supposed to be funny. So tell us about the trials she goes through in the book.
3: Well, first of all, I did use the comedy to kind of soften up the explicit sexual content, which... Being a writer um, for comedy festivals and in uh, you know other things that I've written, I always use humor to kind of um, make things more um, easy to read and more fun to read. And um, you know Val's character is she's very feisty, she's unhappy, and I think she wants to bring some some you know, excitement back into her life. And uh, this is the way that she goes about it. She gets her husband on board and she kind of says, I don't want a divorce. That's not the route I want to take and figures out that this would be the way to kind of spice things up in their marriage. So why did you decide to base it in Montreal? Uh, Born and raised in Montreal, I wanted to kind of use my home as the setting because I really did want to pay tribute to the place that I do love, um, to make up um, a, f- a fake setting. You know, I've done it in the past with other screenplays and stuff that I've written. I really wanted to stay true to a actual location that I knew really, really well. And I also wanted to, for Montreal Montrealers to read it and, and be able to relate to the places and, and feel like they, they can envision where Val is and where she's going and and um, it was it was something that was very important to me to to base it in Montreal.
0: I don't think I could ever join a sex club or a swingers club because I just don't want to take off my clothes in front of anybody <laughs> other right, than my husband right, these days. Right, right, right.
3: <laughs> but I'll tell you this, Val. Also, she went through a, a place where she she couldn't imagine taking her clothes off, and then all of a sudden, she by if you read the book by the last swap, she's stripping. She's you know her she got her confidence back and and uh, yeah. So it's so empowering it. in a sense. Of course, I, you know, for Val, this is what she needed to spice up her life, and and other people do other things. This might not be the right thing for you or, or for anyone else, but for her, this is what she needed to get back the, you know, the spice in her life.
0: So s- sometimes they say the stranger at the door is is very familiar. It's like a teenage crush, a childhood friend, the one that got away. So it makes you think about the secrets that we all keep. Did the secrets mm-hmm. play a big part in this? Of course.
3: I needed to up the ante. To have some stranger come to your door is obviously very intriguing. And
0: mm-hmm. and there's
3: something very, very, you know, you know, almost crazy about it. But to have someone come to your door that is like a blast from your past and you have mm-hmm. a history with that person, you maybe you haven't seen them in a long time or it's a lost love or someone that that um, maybe you had a beef with once upon a time and all of a sudden they're at your door to get into bed with you. It was just a way to it helped. It really did help with the comedy aspect. You know, her inner monologue of, oh, my God.
0: <laughs> so this is pretty cool. The book's already been op- um, optioned to become a feature film by Canadian distributor Entertainment One, E1. Yes. So if you could call someone up right now, who would you choose to play Val? <sighs> I have, like,
3: my... I have such a list. I know this is going to sound crazy, but a really... Um, Made down. Is that even a word? Made down. Let's use that word. Made down. Okay. It's, <laughs> it's a word now. Uh, made, uh, uh, I just uh, uh, made a word. Uh, <laughs> made down uh, Lady Gaga. So imagine with a brown oh. hair and not made up and just her. Because I've seen her on uh, American Horror Story and yep. I've seen her act. And she, the, the thing about her that I would that I would trust is that she goes for it. She doesn't care what people think. She doesn't care what. It's anything for the art for her. So she really would. Put anything on the line for this character, and I think I would trust her to do it. But in the real world, I would hope for maybe a. It would have to be an actress that's pushing forty, so mm-hmm. someone like a, or that can play a forty-year-old, like a Kate Beckinsale would be great. Kate Hudson would be great.
0: Well, how old is Lady Gaga? She's, she's like, young. She's in her she's early thirties. Oh, okay. Right. So
3: that's the, that's the the thing working against me is that she's not mm. near forty. Forty. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um. You're
3: already working on a sequel. I'm 15 chapters into the sequel.
0: So, what's your writing? What's your writing ethic? Some people like, write when the mood takes them. Some people sit down and say, "I have to work from you know eight to noon." And how do you do it?
3: Um, I, I would like to say that there's a very glamorous way. I have an office and I <laughs> uh, put a cup of coffee or a glass of wine. But it's not. I literally sit in my pajamas in my bed, my laptop with my dirty bun, and I sit there and I and I write. And um, I get my um, my partner in life, my boyfriend, uh, Jason, and he reads everything over with me. And he really has been like a huge help with the whole process because a man's brain reading Mm -hmm. this was really important also because I really did want to have a more global audience. Although it's really the women that are enjoying it, (laughs) (laughs) although my friends were telling me at a party this weekend that um, she keeps on seeing her husband sneak the book out and and catches him in bed reading it. Oh, really? So I'm like, great. So Uh,
0: so maybe maybe Um, that's spicing up a few more lives. And he had some pointers for the second
3: book. He was like, you know, I really think you should have done this. I was like, okay, well, there's another book coming out. Thank you for your feedback. So, how does the sequel work? Um,
0: What can you tell us?
3: Uh, What do I tell you? I'll say that she does um, reach a breaking point and she has to make a big decision and mm. uh, decide to keep on going or get out. And um, I can't tell you. You can't I tell just, us. I we just have to buy you. the book. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um,
0: so now you're also a producer. You've helped write for the Just for Laughs Festival. I have, yes. in Montreal. So yes. how different is the writing process
3: um see this is a very autonomous thing writing a book you're by yourself often mm-hmm. when you're working on a gala with uh, you're working on a team so you're a group of people working together all for the same goal which is kind of really lovely cuz everyone kind of thro- throws out their ideas and and um it's it's really nice cuz sometimes you'll have like i think this is hilarious and then you hear crickets after your joke and uh. you're like no <laughs> no that didn't work lauren that's not going to work but it's um it's really a i met the most uh, amazing talent um during my career with the just for laughs gala i worked with joan rivers which was a mm-hmm. it was an unbelievable experience. One of my funniest stories is the day I was preparing to meet her. I had Tums, Pepto, Gaviscon all lined up on my bathroom counter because I was so nervous. And I was preparing of how I was going to introduce myself to her. Do I shake her hand? Do I go? Do, do I, I go? Bow? Do I do the like I am your biggest fan or do I just kind of go in pretty cool? And I remember I went up to her and I said, um, "Hi, Mrs. Rivers. I'm I'm just so." And she totally interrupted. Me. She goes, "You're Jewish."
4: Ah, you're done. Ah, you I perfect. said,
3: "Yeah." She goes, "I could tell. You remind me of your, my daughter Melissa." And I was
0: like, "Oh, okay." You do a I didn't little even, bit, actually.
3: I couldn't even get to the part where i My name is Lauren. It's nice uh, to meet you. She just cut me off, she's and great. she's amazing. Yeah. yeah, she was great. Yeah. Um, now, your book is available everywhere. It's available if you go to world'sbeststory.com. World'sbeststory.com. Oh, right. Okay. Um, you can find my name on their page and you could click on the book and you could buy it there there's links to buy or you can go into Indigo chapters um, in the states barnesandnoble.com amazon.com um, I can come bring you a copy <laughs> to your house if you need me to I'll do whatever whoever she, needs a book I'll, I'll come bring you a copy maybe yeah. maybe
0: you could be the stranger at the trade. Right. Uh,
3: I might be at Yorkdale Mall though. So if there's anyone that wants to meet me at the Indigo uh, there I'll take you to the cash I'll sign your book Whatever it takes, right?
0: All right, Lauren, thank you so much for telling us about the book. Um, An excellent read and, and for joining us today. I'm so happy. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This is what she said. Stay with us. Well, quite frankly, I don't think Lena Almeida works that hard for the money because she's always <laughs> hanging out at Walt Disney World and you were you just came back from experiencing Pandora, World of Avatar.
5: How was that? It was incredible. i there are almost no words for it. I'm not one to wax poetic. Usually, I treat, you know, any um, media trip or or a vacation as, oh, you know, it was great. The family loved it. I almost had tears in my eyes. It was so well done. and i I can't wait to share all the scoop with you because it's you have to go see it for yourself. It's one of those things you
0: truly have to see to believe, ok. so let's go through what to expect and what you would never expect.
5: Sure. So it is at the Animal Kingdom. Now Disney's Animal Kingdom is actually the largest addition in the history of the park. And of course it carries on the tradition, uh, the park's tradition of celebrating the value of nature, Mm -hmm. transformation through adventure, and of course that personal call to action. So you're going to be expecting two new rides. Okay. The first is the Navi River Journey. And now this is your family-friendly option. Everyone in your family can ride it. It's, it's a very gentle, mysterious river ride where you're basically in the sacred bioluminescent rainforest of Pandora. So if you Love the movie Avatar, and you want to kind of feel like you're right there. Mm -hmm. The Navi River Journey is for you. It is a fast pass available ride, so you can grab one for that. But I really want to talk about the second ride, and that is the Avatar Flight of Passage. It is hands down... The best ride I've ever been on in my life. Why? <laughs> so uh, I, I don't want to give too much away because I really want everyone to go and experience it for themselves. And I know I'm saying this and now you could probably go on YouTube and, you know, find the POV. Mm-hmm. But truly, it's one of those things where, you know, there's there's basically three elements to it. So if the first is the queue line. And we all know that Disney doesn't just make you line up. They do something to make sure that even the queue line is very enjoyable. And so in the actual queue, it's designed to be an abandoned RDA facility, and there's a partially restored laboratory. So what you're going to see, there are scientific experiments and, um, you know, a whole bunch of things that make you think you're actually in the lab in the movie. But here's the thing. You'll also see a life-size floating avatar. So you really feel that connection to the movie. The second stop is a genetic matching room where they're actually going to match your genetic material to your very own avatar. OMG. So, oh. OMG. <laughs> and then you're going to take that avatar and you're going to ride a banshee for the flight oh, of really? passage. Yes, yeah, so it's it's a 3D simulator ride. And so if okay, you, this sounds
0: really cool. Yeah. And
5: when I say simulator, I'm almost going to put air quotes around that because you actually feel like you're riding that Banshee. I rode the ride a few times and I just came off it just wowed. And again, I don't want to give too much away because it's just phenomenal. But I can tell you that it starts at 44 inches. So we're talking about maybe ages five, six and up. And there is a fast pass available for that ride as well. So my advice is as soon as you can grab that fast pass, grab it Ride it, you will love it. It's just so so well done.
0: Oh, flying on the back of a banshee—that's okay, that's good. What about food? Always an important part of my vacations.
5: Absolutely. So there's Satuli Canteen in Pandora, and now it's a fast casual restaurant. And the thing I love about it is that the food available is actually healthful, lighter, and has a lot of plant-based ingredients. And that's a good tie back to the world of Avatar. So you can expect to have basically what they do there is bowls, custom bowls. So you take Take a base of quinoa or vegetable salad, and then you can mix in whole grain rice or, you know, romaine or kale. And then you can add protein like chicken or beef or even um, chili spiced fried tofu. So it's super healthy. Mm -hmm. Now, that's probably what you'll expect. But here's what you weren't expecting. It's actually the first Disney restaurant to offer mobile order so it's a new convenient option that you can order and pay for your meals via the my disney experience app so select your menu item customize your order prepay for your meal and when you get there you just tap a button that says i'm here and your meals custom made to order perfect the first disney restaurant to do that so that's great and as well adjacent to satouli canteen is pongu pongu mm-hmm. <laughs> That actually translates to party party. And they have that's where you're going to grab your drinks. And they actually have a signature frozen drink. It's called the Frozen Nectar. And that's a frozen limeade with layers of Granny Smith apple and dessert pear topped with mango boba balls. So super delicious. I had one and I was very happy in very, very hot Florida weather to have a frozen drink.
0: Okay, so so what can you buy?
5: Oh, of course, you know, there's merchandise available and that's going to be at Tradewinds. Now it's got the regular gift shop stuff. Um, With, of course, Pandora exclusive merchandise. Mm -hmm. But they also have, you can have the ability to adopt a Banshee. And the Banshee actually sits on your shoulder and is controlled by an attached remote. And those were flying off the shelf when I went. So I think that's going to be kind of the big win when it comes to gift giving at Tradewinds. You can find more information on disneyworld.ca and can I give a shout out to Made for You Art? Yes. So of she actually you can. sent me these hand painted Disney inspired shoes. They are
0: very cute.
5: They're gorgeous. So I wanted to thank Lindar for sending those to Walt Disney World and that's Made for You Art.
0: Made for You yep, find Art. find her on Instagram. Okay. Well we will. And when when are you going back to Disney, Lena? Well, I'll be in
5: Disneyland next week actually. <laughs> And I'll be back to tell you all about Disneyland in a few weeks. <laughs> have a great time. Thank you.
2: Saturday Night at the Movies Who cares what picture you see?
0: Well, it is Saturday Night at the Movies. Joining us now is our film critic, Anne Brody. Let's start with Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman.
6: What did you think? <laughs> well, instead of her crown going up, it goes down. It's fabulous. Is it really good? It is fabulous. Just wonderful. It revives the entire superhero universe in my mind. Does she spin and do the bracelets and the she whole thing? She does less of that, much less of that. She's much more realistic, naturalistic. but And she's not very sexualized. Well, what she good. is, is she's celebrated for her, her body strength and her, her, the nobility of her character. I mean, isn't that fantastic? Yeah, it's a great role model, you know, for girls, boys. Strangely enough, when I saw the screening, it was mostly men in the audience.
0: Uh, I'm not crazy? surprised. I'm oh, not, okay, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not surprised, but maybe <laughs> that that'll change. This
6: is a rallying call film of recent memory for women. It's Patty Jenkins directing. It is so female centric. It begins in the uh, Paradise Island where the Amazons mm-hmm. live um this wonderfully peaceful life prepared for invasion for millennia and then suddenly this guy lands up on their shore and he's a world war one spy chris pine so then she goes off to london to uh try to stop the war
0: (laughs) okay now i remember reading these books or these books to my nephews captain underpants is heading to the big screen (laughs)
6: <laughs> they oh were God. funny. <laughs> yeah. Given that, they're funny and the names are great and the situations are absurd and I love it because it's kind of subversive, but oh man, is it loud and bright. Oh. Uh, well, yeah, and big. <laughs> and big. <laughs>
0: Large size underpants. Epic. Yeah. Epic, yes, Epic.
6: the first, which means there's many more coming. But, you know, it's an international franchise in the in the <laughs> with the books.
0: <laughs> well, that's awesome. Um now, a good Political thriller is always high on my list. So tell me about uh, the Canadian film Drone. Well,
6: Sean Bean, who's Irish, plays a a suburban husband and father. They have a very comfortable life. um, And so he goes off every day to do his IT job, and he's trying to sell a boat. Well, that's not his job. What he does is he sends remote missiles into the Middle East countries uh, drone attacks. Mm. So he keeps it to himself. He comes home from work one day. There's a, a, Pakistani fellow there who wants to buy the boat. They talk, he comes in, he has dinner and then whoosh, it escalates. This is all about how everyone is guilty in war. You know, it's that you can't blame any specific person or government, but everyone has guilt. It's really quite thought provoking and it's incredibly tense.
0: Okay, so I, I, it sounds like I'm going to like that one. I think one. you should see that. Uh, up next, graduation.
6: This is great. Kristen Kristen Munju is a Romanian filmmaker. He's just at, way up at the top of my list. He's done some great work. Um, a man, a doctor, has a daughter who is about to go to England for on a scholarship if she can ace her final exams. So she's working really hard at doing great. The night before her big exam, she's raped. So everything is thrown into chaos. Um, the father throws all his principles aside to sort of get his way in. He connects with a gangster. He he dirty deeds, and it's only because he wants his daughter to be out of Romania so badly, and because he loves her. But it, you know, her her attack really opens the curtain on so many uh, dangerous, suspicious. Uh, Difficult and morally questionable uh, questionable acts that normal people do, normal good people. And I don't like that phrase, good people. People use it wrong. (laughs) Uh,
0: Okay, well, Disney films are usually fairly safe. We have two two of them (laughs) (laughs) to, to, to tell us about. So, Beauty and the Beast. Did you see it yet? No, I haven't. We gave it's away two so copies good. last week, so congratulations yeah. to our winners, Kirsten Norlock and Elaine Dematillo. Right. Um, but you, you, how did Emma Watson do?
6: She did great. She carried the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just so beautifully imagined. This is Disney taking the beloved animation film from way back when and making it just as good as or better. In live action, and it's just absolutely star-studded in terms of the voice, and there's this wonderful reveal at the end. It's just romantic and funny and sweet, and and it has a message about
0: power and girls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, it has been 75 years since the release of Bambi. Can you imagine? I can't. So it joins the Walt Disney Signature Collection on digital, HD, Blu-ray, and on demand. June 6th, my anniversary, D-Day. <laughs> um, we have two copies to give away. So head on over to whatshesaidtalk.com uh, to enter. That's uh, that's great of Disney. What a terrific
6: film. This is a must-see. It's difficult no, at one point, but it is so beautiful. All right, So well, beautiful.
0: Thank you, Anne. We will You're chat with welcome. you next weekend. This is What She Said. Don't go away. Ooh, you were meant to be near me. Ooh you hear me say we'll be together every day spiritual medium Helen Peacock is hosting an intimate afternoon of spirit messages in Mississauga next weekend where she will help you connect with loved ones who have crossed over to the other side Helen joins us in studio tonight welcome to what she said thank you thank you for having me so tell us a little about your gift and what exactly you do
4: Um, So what I do is I can do personal readings and I can do live demonstration readings where I help uh, people here in the physical world connect with their loved ones who have passed. So bringing through messages also depending on what the messages are and what they're willing to give me.
0: Okay, what do you mean by what they're willing to give Well, you? sometimes
4: I, I will get clients that will come to me and they'll say, well, I'm hoping that my loved ones will say this or give me this or tell me oh, where certain things are, things like that. So, And I always say to, to everyone, I said, I am just the messenger. That's all I am. So if you're looking for answers, I cannot guarantee that you're going to get the answers. I have to give you whatever it is that your loved ones want you to know, not necessarily what you need to know.
0: So they're not going to tell you where the the buried treasure is. Well,
4: having said that, I, I did have one client who really wanted to know where her mother where her mother's ring was. Mm. So I just put it out there. And basically one thing to keep in mind is when I do receive the messages, um, I may not get bang on, but I will get close to it. And for example, so when this this client asked me where her mother's ring was, so I asked the mother and she had showed me like a thimble and some thread. And so I said, well, I'm getting that it has something to do with either near a sewing box or something to do with um, needlework, threading, anything like that. That's what she's showing me. And so I got an email that night saying that she did find it, but it was right beside a travel kit, sewing kit, right beside it. So... If they really want to give you the answer, <laughs> <laughs> okay, then so, so, they will. So, so
0: so, you say that our loved ones are still with us, willing to communicate. How, how do you receive these messages?
4: Well, my senses are completely heightened. So I will taste, hear, feel, smell everything. Um, sometimes they'll show me images and they'll come really, really quickly. Sometimes it's just a matter of what I'm hearing. Uh, so it's just trusting. That's And because I've been doing this for a while now, I'm able to trust the information that's coming through. And I have to trust whatever it is that I'm getting that I have to say, even if it makes absolutely no sense to me. So what happens during the live
0: demonstration how does it
4: work so live demonstrations I really love for some reason I just get hyped the the energy is just powerful people think that it's a doom and gloom session and that's not who I am I'm all about fun I'm all about bringing good energy bring, bringing positive energy and yes it, it is a very emotional roller coaster ride when I do the the live demonstrations but I do start off the day or the the demonstration with music pump up you know get everyone up get dancing, you know, raise the energy, and um, clapping, the whole thing. And then I give a little bit of a, um, uh, an introduction of who I am, how I work, how I receive the messages, and then I just start delivering messages from there. So I'm a bit of a skeptic. That's fine. So how do you deal with skeptics? Um, well, I'm not here to change your mind. Okay. I leave that up to loved ones coming through to do that. Um Trust me when I say I've dealt with a lot of them. And so that's where I really ask my the loved ones to give me unique validations, just things that there's no way that I could possibly know. So, for example, um, I had a client um, the other day and he was just like yourself, a skeptic. And so his grandfather came forward and there was something that he had given to my client that no one knew. But he had lost that special piece. It was actually a, um, a badge that he had received from his grandmother in, um, during the wartime. Mm-hmm. And I, had, I was able to describe the badge. I was able to describe who it came from. But the problem was that he never told anyone that he had lost it. Nobody knew. And he felt guilty for losing it. And so his grandfather came forward and said, I know that you've lost it. But you need to know that as long as you think of me in your heart, that's what's more important than you having that piece of badge. So how did you discover this gift? Um, Well... As a child, I'm not your typical, you know, at four or five years old, I saw ghosts and, you know, scaring me at night, nothing, it was nothing like that. But I was always an empath, I could always be intuitively connected to people around me and pick up their feelings and thoughts that way. But I also had to go through my childhood, I had to go through, you know, living my life and going through my life's experiences. And then after my second son was born, that's when I started tapping into, my grandmother had passed away, gifts started opening up for me I started getting into holistics and dealing with energy work all different modalities which helped opened up my gifts more and so I was starting to show an interest and because I opened the door to that portal that's when information started to come through but it was also wanting to own it Mm -hmm. so once you own it that's when the universe says okay we're just going to give it to you now because you've opened that door So, is
0: it something that when you come in here and you see us, do do you get anything from the three of us that are in this room? Well, believe it or
4: not, we can turn mediums can turn on and off. Okay, okay. Um, People think, well, what about all those TV shows? Well, I'm like, well, yeah, that you have to sign a release form. They don't just come up and start talking, right? The clients have to sign a release form for that. Um, But I will not approach a stranger. Mm -hmm. and say, you know, I have your father here. He's willing to speak with you. Um, I won't do that because I don't know that person in front of me and I don't know what that person's going through in that moment and what they could do with that information when they leave me. So I'm responsible. So I put it out to the universe. If I am meant to give a message to someone, you need to set it up in such a way where I feel comfortable and that my client or the person in front of me is comfortable. So it's it's all about ethics to me. Mm -hmm. And I have to honour that. Right. So you say that love never ends. It's
0: just different. Explain that. Yes,
4: that's my motto. (laughs) So what I mean by that is some people think that when we do lose our loved ones that there's no more connection. That's it. It's done. No more relationship. Whereas because I've done this for so many years, I can tell you, I can validate for you, yes, love does continue on. And when I say that it never ends, it's because we can still maintain a relationship with our loved ones. It's just in a different way. They're consistently giving us gifts, but it's a matter of you opening up. And allowing to see those gifts, and they're very subtle. Sometimes Mm -hmm. they could be smack right in your face, Mm -hmm. but the more that you open up to it, the more that you acknowledge the gifts, I like to call it the inner knowing, the more you're going to receive. Because our loved ones, more than anything, just want to be acknowledged.
0: Now, the event is happening Sunday, June 11th, 3 p.m. at the Hilton Garden in Toronto Airport West. That's in Mississauga. That's 1870, I believe, uh,
4: Matheson Boulevard. So where can people go to get tickets? Um, Mm Helenpeacock.ca, Eventbrite. Oh, sorry. No, let me get that. That's Helenpeacock.eventbrite.ca. Okay, so and a portion of the proceeds will go
0: to helping Anastasia Forge, the warrior mom? She's the warrior mom. So she's a single mom of three. She's been struggling with stage four cancer for the last six years. Mm -hmm. How's she doing?
4: She's doing okay. She's actually quite excited. We've been doing a lot of promotions regarding the upcoming events, so she's quite excited about that. Um, I don't know her personally. I actually discovered her through social media, and I went to make a donation to her page, The GoFundForMe page, whatever it is. And so I went to make a donation and I heard Go Big. And I went, oh, let me tap into that. (laughs) And then I got, you need to attach this to your event, your live event. And so I approached the girl who was posting it and I said, you know, I would like to reach out. Would she be interested? But this is what I'm getting. This is how intuition and your spirit guides and your loved ones connect with you. And so I put it out there and now it's evolved to this.
0: That's amazing. Now, I have to ask, are you getting anything from me right now? um, Other than I have a bit of a cold?
4: Other than a cold, (laughs) um, if I was to tap into you right now, what I am picking up for you, not necessarily from a loved one, unless you have a loved one that passed, I want to say an older male figure, father figure, who may have had problems with around the stomach area. So something around that area, I feel like something there. I also sense um, a bit of an ache, Um, or strong pain within the lower back area as well and he also makes me feel that he may have passed something to do with the left shoulder or the left side of the body so it may not Mm -hmm. make sense for you right now Mm -hmm. um because as i'm doing this sometimes you forget your own name (laughs) so you may think about this something later but i am picking up on and if it's not you it could be um one of your gentlemen here yes absolutely Think Absolutely. about it. Think about it. We'll check in with you. Okay. He does also make me feel that something to do with the chest area, so around the lungs. He makes me feel that it's very challenging for me to catch my breath. Okay. Interesting. So tapping into that. Um, well, it sounds like I mean you call it a fun emotional
0: afternoon. Yes. So of receiving messages. ride. A roller coaster yes. ride. Well, thank you very much for coming in. It's been a pleasure to speak to you, and it's so nice of you to connect this what you're doing, you know, for the warrior mom. I love what I do. Very passionate about it. This is what she said. Stay with us. I'll find my way. What you are listening to is Breathe, the new single from Canadian crooner Robert Ball's new EP. Welcome back to what she said.
2: Thank you. It's good to be back.
0: Well, we talked to you about this time last year, but since then you've been traveling the world performing and releasing music. Now, this new EP need was recorded in Scandinavia.
2: Yes, I was, performing on a, I was performing on a cruise ship in Scandinavia. So I, um, it's a, a very eclectic experience. So I was in Scandinavia. The band is actually from Jamaica. <laughs> okay. um, and then the single breathe was recorded in Toronto. There's also a guitar player who subbed in for a couple of the tracks from Connecticut. Producer uh, mixed and mastered it from Toronto. So it's very worldly.
0: Yeah, I was going to say it's sort of world music, but not. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now So you've had an 18-year career that, Mm. as you mentioned, has taken you to many places. How has that inspired you as an artist overall, the travel?
2: Life. Mm. Um, Life, love, missing family, Mm. missing friends and loved ones, um, food, believe it or not.
0: (laughs) What, missing food or enjoying new food? Enjoying food. Uh, Yes, I enjoy food. Yes, (laughs) that's good. Um, All right, so tell us – what your website is and where we can find the new EP.
2: My website is RobertBallmusic.com. Okay. And the EP is available everywhere. iTunes, Amazon, anywhere you can stream and buy music. You can also buy it on my website as well, which is RobertBallmusic.com.
0: Perfect. Um it is wonderful to see you again. Now Good to what, see you sh- what She Said is going to be back tomorrow night at 10, so don't forget to follow us on social media at What She Said Talk. But right now, here is Robert Ball performing his new single live in studio. Breathe. Breathe.
2: breathe again I'll breathe Breathe, breathe. when you speak my heart drops to my knees and I can't When you left, I lost my all My foundation shattered, my essence depleted When you left, I stopped breathing Tears took the place of
7: and at letstakethisoutside.ca. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose, but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at averyrich.com. Another Off Media Company podcast.